0: rise and shine liberty-loving patriots welcome to the chris ann hall daily journal chris ann hall here k-r-i-s-a-n-n-e-h-a-l-l.com where we are liberty over security principle over party and truth over your favorite personality welcome everybody happy thanksgiving ajc hey, howdy <laughs> people missed you two days in a row without you amen <laughs> See, that's why they miss you. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Happy Thanksgiving. Who do we have here? We have Lewisburg, North Carolina. We have uh, Val in sunny Colorado. Val, it's supposed to be snowy Colorado at this point. Oregon City, Oregon. Boy, we really stirred a hornet's nest up there in Oregon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I did the show about how the Oregon governor is violating the Oregon Constitution our message to our Oregon patriots that was yeah but you know i have i have this way of somehow ticking off the Oregon government cuz they were mad about bundy mad at me about bundy and all that other stuff too so thank you thank you thank you everybody for coming in hartford connecticut all right i'm looking at a bunch of new people out there if this is like the first or second time that you've you've joined us on the show, uh, go ahead and, and shoot us like a, a wave or something. I'm just curious how many, yeah, they can do a little waving hand thing, you know, do a little waving hand thing or give us a hands up or give her some kind of hand signal out there. Let us know you're the first time on here or first or second time on here. I'm just curious. I'm seeing a whole bunch of new people and new faces, Michigan, New Hampshire, Pigeon Ford, Tennessee. We've been there. Eastern Washington, uh, Wyoming. Oh, look at this. First, first. Eric Hansen. So happy to see you here. First time listener. And oh, three times. <laughs> great, great. Happy. Oh, look at this. Ready. We'll just we'll just going to have to show everybody that's out here. That's new. Uh, there we go. Ron Colkett. Sue Cox, look at all these new people, JC. Where are they all coming from? God bless y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming from, (laughs) thank you. Share every day. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Richard. You are not new. (laughs) No hand signals from you. (laughs) These are the live long and prosper. prosper. (laughs) (laughs) Des Moines, Iowa. Did you know that there is even a corn? Emoji out there
1: <laughs> in
0: Iowa, <I'm> sure. <laughs> in Iowa, corn emoji. You can only get
1: that emoji in Iowa,
0: right? Lapine, Oregon, awesome! Oh, Annie Oakley, Frank Center. We love Frank. Frank is awesome. Yes, Rhonda, tell everybody welcome newcomers. Hey, while you're coming in, make sure that you hit that thumbs up for us. Make sure you hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, uh, ring that bell. So you get the notifications and also share, 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 because you share, you overcome, you help us overcome the AI uh, algorithms. So by tradition, JC, going to start off today with the reading of George Washington's proclamation, his Thanksgiving Day proclamation. So here we go by the President of the United States, a proclamation, wheres where it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits and humbly implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have joined by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, to be November next to be devoted by the people of the states of these states to their to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author a beneficent is that it beneficent mm-hmm. author of all um, that good that all the good that was you're distracting me JC that is or that will be that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people for this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable impositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty, which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one, now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, constitutional laws, <laughs> discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such have been shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and to and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York, The third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, signed George Washington. How is that? Seriously, we have how many times do you think a Thanksgiving Day address has been given by a president in which not one political party was mentioned? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Not one political party is mentioned not one mention of of uh, the misgivings of party dis, you know, dissent, whatever. We even see here that that he comes because both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging within the grateful hearts the many signals, signal favors of Almighty God. So can you imagine the last time the House and the Congress got together and decided that it was time to praise the Lord?
1: (laughs) I remember the uh, Democrat National Committee voting against God.
0: Which means you're not going to get a bipartisan design to to actually come out and— To get to see that. By the way, if you want to have that Thanksgiving proclamation, you can go to chrisannhall.com. It is in our articles section. If you don't want to search, you know, just go through and look at all the articles. All you have to do is go to the search engine, type in the word Thanksgiving, hit that tab down there that says Articles and Search. You will find the heritage worthy of Thanksgiving that I gave to you yesterday. And then you'll also find the Thanksgiving proclamation that I just read to you today. So, again, that's at chrisanhall.com. JC, you got something over there you want to talk about? Uh, Not
1: not particularly. What do you have on tap?
0: All right. Well, uh, I have a couple things on tap today. Pretty exciting stuff, actually. I have this thing that keeps popping up. And I thought that I would take the opportunity to talk about how it's kind of like you see every Fourth of July uh, the misuse of the quote from Frederick Douglass's speech. And so what I'm seeing now is a misuse of this quote, I, I say finger quotes, quote, of John Adams. Okay. And so what The quote is, is government is instituted for the common good, for the protection, safety, prosperity and happiness of the people and not for the profit, honor and private interests, interest of any one man, family or class of men. Mm-hmm. And so what JC? this the people are using this quote to say that John Adams promoted socialism and promoted the Marxist principles of communal property and denying individual property. Mm. But what's interesting <laughs> is you're laughing, right?
1: Uh, yeah, we'll call it a laugh.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. Notice it says president John Adams founding father. And I love how the fact that they are always trying to promote the founding fathers when they f- think they f- can shape them and to fit their narrative, what have you. But, So let's just I just want to give you a couple truths about this so you can understand how this particular quote is being misapplied. First and foremost, this is not John Adams talking about communal property and the in in the elimination of individual rights. This is actually, J.C., this is being used to promote mask laws and the closures of private property over. uh, That's the current current use, you know, over the whole uh, vid So this is not uh, where it is kind of a quote of John Adams. It's not exactly a quote of John Adams. This is actually Article 7 of the Massachusetts Constitution. Mm. So this is taken from Article 7 of the Massachusetts Constitution.
1: Which Adams wrote, right?
0: Which Adams wrote. But, you know... It was you can't say it's totally his because it went through the legislature. It was amended. It was ratified. Right.
1: Not just something he said or something he wrote.
0: Right. It's not just something he said, not just something he wrote. It's part of the Constitution, which makes that really relevant because real. Remember, guys, in our Liberty First classroom, you we have to understand the meaning of a sentence must get be gathered from the context of the mm. document. So the fact that this is the Massachusetts Constitution is very important because of the context of the Constitution in a whole. Okay. So the preamble and the Declaration of Rights of the Massachusetts Constitution establish unequivocally that the purpose of government is to secure the inherent and natural rights of the individual. So before you get to Article 7, you have the preamble of the Massachusetts Constitution. You have the entire Declaration of Rights, all built around government's purpose in securing the life, liberty and property of the individual. So you can't have Article 7 popping up in the, you know, and saying, no, we're not talking about the rights of the individual when the first third of the document is all about the rights of the individual. Not only that. Uh, If you take it like it's being offered, it becomes a contradiction, which makes no sense either. So in its historical context, remember, our constitutions are written in the realm of our getting rid of kings. This is a statement in historical context. Article seven is about kings and aristocracies and rulers. Oligarchy. It's about oligarchy. That's that's
1: the three words at the end. One man, monarchy, family, aristocracy, class of men, oligarchy. That's the context that, I mean, that's from the Enlightenment forward is what all of their reaction was to.
0: Right. Now to say.
1: It's not about welfare checks. And masks.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Welfare checks, masks, shutting down your business because of the vid, because it's good. I actually had this conversation with somebody at the Denver airport because the the waiter who was giving me food said, uh, you know, we, I, I, he said, well, I hope you come back. I said, well, you know, when all this craziness is over, I hope we'll be back more often as well. He says, well, you know, and, and it's funny how he interpreted my phrase the craziness of it. Right. He says, well, you know, we're uh, the government's really starting to impose some really helpful restrictions. So maybe everything will calm down. And I said, well, I don't think you understand what I'm saying, because the craziness is the restrictions. He says, well, you know, uh, starting on Monday, we're going to have to close down and stop selling food and drinks after 8 p.m., I said wh- "I said to him, I said, after 8 p.m., I, I, is, what is the magic number? I seriously, I, I asked him because I was, what is the magic number of 8 p.m.? What is happening to the food, the environment, to the vid at 8.01 p.m.? You know what he said to me, JC? What? He said, well, you know, after 8 p.m., Shenanigans certain happen. people come out. And we have to keep these people away, certain people. And I said, oh, really? Certain people. What kind of people would that be? And now you get the shenanigans, right? You know, those people. I was like, no, I don't know those people. And I've already gathered what kind of flavor he is, right? And I said to him, I said, you know, that's pretty judgmental of you, isn't it? Why would you be judging these people like that? (laughs) So, you know, they're all about not judging and that sort of stuff. And he was looking at me like, you know, I mean, if I want to eat dinner at 8.05, why are you judging me as being one of those kind of people?
1: You're an evil post 8 p.m. eater.
0: (laughs) I'm an evil post 8 p.m. eater. But to take this quote, JC, and apply it as it is, is to sacrifice the entire context of the Constitution to support the errant premise that John Adams wrote this statement to support shutting down businesses for the vote vid.
1: I'm not sure you can help
0: people like that. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. But you know, I maybe I did plant a question in his mind, right? Maybe I was able to plant that kind of um.
1: Where he goes back home to his basement and goes, Mom, am I stupid?
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's right, Richard Kramer. Context is king. Context is king. So, um, JC, there was something that came up. I have a video that I want to show today. But there was something that came up, and you had me take a picture of it, and I thought it would be cool if we talked about it. Go for it. Yep. By the way, when you get to know J.C., those are three of his favorite words.
1: That's right.
0: Go for it, and the number one favorite word is? Sure. Sure.
1: <laughs> you know why? Because I, I, think, I think Richard would give me an amen right here. I'm
0: sure Richard would. <laughs> because
1: most questions coming at you really have nothing to do with you. Right? It's like people asking you if they could do stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay go for it <laughs> i don't care
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so sure
0: it's go like it. it's like my friend at fort carson who used to answer when everybody said hey good morning how are you he'd say cadillac and they'd be like oh great that's awesome
1: no it's because yeah, people it's don't thing.
0: act an american thing people american actually thing. don't care yeah, what 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 you say well, it's, there it's you funny go
1: being a russian exactly. russian you know <laughs> Russian linguist and all that good stuff. And we, we actually got to talk. I don't know. Maybe you said this last couple of <laughs> days, but talk, talk to the Russian guy in Colorado and, mm-hmm. and that same discussion where he, he first get, first got here and people were going, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, do I know you? Like, what was, what, what do you want? What's going on here? <laughs> Cause in, you know, if you, if you're Russian and you ask that kind of question, it means,
0: you really you're, want the you're answer? You're
1: committed to that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually s- trying tell to solicit a response. Tell
0: me what it is that's going so, on. in your so life. so are you
1: sincerely asking for my permission when <laughs> you people ask these questions? I mean, if I said no rather than <laughs> go for it, yep. wouldn't you suspect nine out of ten people would get indignant?
0: If you, you said can't what?
1: tell me what to do, yeah, uh, yeah. Then why are you asking me <laughs> what to do? <sighs> I was a teacher for many years, you know, yeah. so uh, that that whole business of you're still a teacher no, now. Right. There's no such <laughs> thing as a dumb question. Uh, you're obviously not a teacher because I've heard thousands of dumb questions. Yeah, I, yeah, I would always say you're right. They're just dumb students. But that was my response. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Probably Richard would amen me right here. You just, it's important that you entertain yourself
0: <laughs> in these
1: situations.
0: So. Absolutely. The most important thing is that I'm entertained. Correct. <laughs> All right. So this is the product of one of our car conversations. Oh, there you go. Richard was a teacher for 18 years. See? So he knows. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> go for it.
1: Anyway, you're sidetracking the show.
0: I am not. We have a great show, and we talk about lots of stuff. So, um, this is a product of one of our car conversations again. So that's why you see a screenshot of my telephone, and it looks like you see my arm or something in there as well.
1: Well, you can no longer screenshot the Fox app or the Hulu, you know, as you're. Oh, watching, you can't like,
0: like whoop, swipe yeah, it as and... you're
1: watching the channels. You can't screenshot from their
0: app. Is that something that? They've protected. Yeah, I imagine. Okay, so we're doing that now. I noticed a a tad bit of irritation in your voice when you said that.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's their product, whatever.
0: Executive action, President-elect Biden could take to push green energy. Can we just stop there for a second? Just one second. Because President-elect Biden has no authority, executive <laughs> authority, period.
1: I'm sure what okay? they mean is Biden as, as president could. Okay.
0: But you know what? When you're a journalist.
1: Grammar matters.
0: And your art is words. Should don't you right. think that you should absolutely make sure that you are speaking correctly? Right. I mean, seriously, I don't, I, I don't know how to do that. Hey, John, uh, John asks, do I follow all your YouTube? Do we follow all our YouTube listeners? John, it is impossible for me to follow all <laughs> my YouTube listeners. I gave up on trying to do that a long time ago. We have 40,000. So, so here we go. Here are the things that president elect Biden. No, this is the things that if Biden were president,
1: mm-hmm. uh, He's he's actually still not, not even. president. I know elect, he's still way. not. He's, he's not even that.
0: Yes, because
1: <laughs> all the states <laughs> still haven't certified. So he's still nothing. He's simply former
0: vice president. He's not president, former nor is he Senate. president elect. No, it's crazy. No, no. it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> absolutely crazy. What the heck, guys? Seriously. So what you have here is. I, you know, I can't even say it out loud because Pre- Bi- John Biden, ugh, as president, doesn't have the authority to do any of these things.
1: Well, and that's the point. I think that's what I took from the graphic. So you have all of these, all of the things that they list: reverse the energy rollbacks, cut emissions, create new financial regulations, blah blah blah. Uh, is an illustration of all that Congress. Has done. Congress and the Supreme Court have done to unconstitutionally expand the office of the president. Uh, this is a great example of how we are—we're in a post-constitutional government. Because I mean, they. By the way, I think the lady who was on the screen reporting this is also an attorney, uh, and they just straight face report this stuff like it's okay that he does all this and that that the president now. Has been uh, has been told he has this power by Congress and the Supreme Court. I mean, it's crazy. So, but this is what you said before a few weeks ago about how the the office of the president, the presidential election, should not be as consequential as mm-hmm. we make it out to be. But here's why. Here's why is such an uproar over the office of the president because we've turned it into
0: office of the king. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Hey, A.V., if Biden is inaugurated and the preponderance of evidence of voter fraud shows that Trump should have received the electoral votes to win re-election is, president, presented. is presented to the court, how can the court rule and if in favor for Trump? Thank you for your super chat. The
1: After inauguration? Oh, boy, that would be a mess. yeah. Yeah, it's hard to... I guess technically, they, he could be removed. I, it could be overthrown like that in the sense of, uh, no, we didn't get it right. Sorry, you got to go home now. You got to go back to Delaware. Or but you know, we lives.
0: already have... I mean, this particular picture shows us we already have that problem. Right. Seriously. I was thinking about this today, JC, because I talked about this yesterday. The, the whole thing of... Why are we in such a hurry? Well, I I realized why we're in such a hurry. We're in such a hurry because Biden gets money now. Yeah. Right? Once they start the transfer of of information.
1: Do you realize They
0: the coffers open up. But what happens even if he's not inaugurated? What happens if before January 6th the courts come down with all of this election fraud and and they say that that he is not president now what happens to all that money that was funneled to biden and his people what happens to all that money can you i wonder jc can somebody tell us how much money can leave washington dc uh and go to the bidens from november 23rd to january 6th how much how much right. money do you think can actually flow out in that period of time yeah millions i guarantee millions what's going to happen if biden is not going because there are look jc there are some very educated people out there that are absolutely convinced and i don't believe it's just party rhetoric there are some people out there who are absolutely convinced that trump is still going to be announced president and i mean not just you know, crazy wacko people. I mean, real educated people out there. So then, so then that happens. All of this money, which is, by the way, our money. So where does, how do we get it all back? Is Biden going to have to pay it back?
1: Well, um, the, the, I can tell you a little bit. Yeah, please uh, do. It's just like a lot of, go for it. Thank you. It's just like a lot of the, um, <laughs> because
0: uh, you're not asking election my
1: permission. <laughs> that's correct election uh <laughs> fundraising and that sort of thing uh, when you think about like i look i looked at um what is that thing that where they show you know how much money who spends what on the election and whatever mm-hmm. and you see the you know the big guy um in uh in las vegas the casino guy um it was 180 <laughs> some odd million dollars and you, where does what are you how, what does that mean going into going into the election? Well, you have all of this entire um, industry surrounding elections, like the printers and consultants, particularly consultants, right? So this group of uh, Washington insiders, whatever. So long story short, um, th- this Center for Presidential Transition is basically a network of a bunch of consulting groups who get paid millions of dollars to print things and advise and all this sort of stuff. So the money is spent already it's gone. And so who is on the hook for that? Because you're going to go, the consultant actually there, uh, whoever Biden gets the money, whoever his, his treasury or treasurer of transition, whatever the <laughs> consulting group gets paid. And then they actually do stuff like they delivered a service. You can't bring it back, take it back from then, all right? Well, we actually did what we were paid to do. And Biden's not going to be on the hook for it.
0: Come on now, people. So it's what did tell money me down tell the me that title again? The trans what?
1: Center for Presidential Transition.
0: Is that an NGO?
1: I believe it is. Yes.
0: Well, if it's an NGO, why are we paying for it?
1: Uh okay.
0: Why isn't Biden paying for it? That should be part of Biden's expenses. You know what? Here's my thing.
1: It's interesting how they call themselves a partnership (sighs) is their technical term for themselves.
0: Look, people, number one, there should be no transition until January 20th, okay? January 20th is when the transition begins. That should not be a big deal. That should not be a problem. It should not be difficult for one president to transition in and one president to transition out on January 20th when their job is over and when it's time for them to 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 start a new job there should be no problem with that number 1 um it's not like they're going to enter in you know what it is JC it's not like they're tagging at an, a WWE wrestling thing, right? It's not where I have to know the guy I'm fighting. i got to come in and I've watched a battle, whatever. It's like you're going to come in and, and you're just going to start where you left off. There's, there's not a lot of stuff that should be involved in a transition. Um, Considering 90% of the bureaucrats are going to stay where they are Ninety-nine percent of them are going to stay where they are, and it's the bureaucrats who actually do it, not the president.
1: Uh,
2: Sorry,
0: not.
1: Guess what else? The
0: oh, I don't want to know. Go ahead.
1: Presidential ce- uh, Center for Presidential Transition and the Boston pull This up. Boston Consulting Group. Guess what? El- guess what they don't do?
0: Okay. Pay taxes.
1: What? They are a nonprofit. Receiving all of give me, these tax dollars. Are they?
0: How do I find them so everybody can see this?
1: It is the Center for Presidential Transition.
0: I want everybody to see this. This bo- boondog This these this snake oil sales people. Yep. That's them right there.
1: Yep. Nonprofit partnership with the Boston, what's known as the Boston Consulting Group. They are a nonprofit organization
0: where did you find all this about the center
1: global boston the Consulting partnership Group.
0: for public services center for presidential transition is the national premier part nonpartisan source of information and resources designed to help presidential candidates and their teams lay the groundwork for a new administration or for a president's second term the center provides critical assistance on how to organize and execute a transition helps agency career executives prepare for new political leadership offers you see we we shouldn't be having terms like that agency career executives yeah. Prepare for new political leadership, offers guidance to political appointees on the unique aspects of government leadership, and engages with the congress with Congress to promote transition reform. Engages with Congress.
1: Well, and the Boston Consulting Group is a private company.
0: Is that what, who so, this is? Or this is just No,
1: so they are the it notice they describe themselves as a partnership. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they work through. Uh, BGC, so Boston Consulting Group, which means that this nonprofit is just a pass-through for this private company. Money laundering. Exactly. Boston Consulting Group.
0: Boston Consulting Group. I can pull them up too.
1: I'm sure you could. So just a little, just a little insight there. Of more
0: ECG.
1: More deep state.
0: Work will never be the same again. Corruption. Work will never be the same again. How to manage a presidential transition. How president-elect Biden will approach global trade.
1: A new course for climate.
0: A new course.
1: Sustainability. I mean, notice how it's got all the talking points of the Democrat platform. Oh, my God. Coincidence?
0: Well, it's not, not just simply the democrat platform it's it's this was written november 16th 2020 let's see so can i say one more time those who you
1: elect do not run your government
0: crazy crazy how to manage a presidential transition federal agencies and government institutions have their work cut out for them as the new administration prepares to take office at BCG, we know there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done outside the executive office. Government agencies particularly bear the brunt of this momentous transition, while civil servants, the backbone of government, are responsible for managing changes as they occur. There you go. I'm responsible for managing changes. The deep state. Yeah. Right? The so d- now
1: you have this private consulting group organizing your government. Good job, America. Can we just—I mean, just can we just get some like call center in New Delhi to run DC? But just farm it all out. Yeah, just farm it all out to to a bunch of shadow groups. Oh, my bad. We already did that.
0: Can and how Biden? How would Biden be removed?
1: Just be told to leave.
0: You have to go home. You're not the right guy. Pink slip. President elect Ample Fourth <laughs> giving us the educational dollar of the day. Thank you so much. Seriously. Oh, thank you, Mike. Me too. Did you hear me? I, I just. So.
1: So 20, it's uh, Deep State. Deep State <laughs> layered over by is, Deep State. Is
0: Hunter Biden running it?
1: Upon Deep State. Probably. I suspect <laughs> you. I mean, that would, that's usually the next step we take is to go research the board. But, you know, that, yeah, that'd yeah. be those things. Does
0: it tell us?
1: But that was one of the uh, stupid conversations that we noticed today. The question, the, the accusation that uh, this is just a third term of Obama. Duh. Like who actually thought they were going to be new people? I know, right? Like Biden was just, hey, here's some. Brand new people just registered to be Democrats last week, and I thought I'd hire them. I mean, every even even this present administration was a rotating door of people that have been in government for you know decades and decades. I mean this this administration probably had more uh, more people that were out of the private sector, not in government, uh, but they were still there. I mean, those people don't leave. They're like freaking buzzards on a on a corpse. So, yeah, third third term of Obama, which was what? Uh, the, you know, the first and second term of, of uh, Obama was third and fourth term of Bill Clinton. I mean, it's, it's the same people. It's always the same people. It's nothing new. So the deep state, it's all the names that you know. It's all the names that have been around.
0: So here you go, J.C., This is the leadership for BCG. So uh, I have a LinkedIn account, so I'm able to go to these things. This is Michelle uh, Anderson. She's the managing director and senior partner uh, in Detroit, who was also a product engineer for Ford Motor Company. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Then we have uh, she started there in 2006 and became who she is after... Uh, 13 years, senior managing director, managing director, senior partner, Dallas, North American. Let's see. Go down and see what he's done. Columbia Business School. Oh, he's from Florida State University. Well, there you go. (laughs) But look at all these people. Who are these people?
1: The people in charge of your government. More corporatist.
0: They're all corporatists. They're absolutely all corporatists. That's absolutely crazy. Lockheed Martin. This yep. guy came from Lockheed oh, Martin. Joe Davis. He's an older guy. Where did the he come Warhawks. from?
1: Warhawks. So they probably they got the banks represented. They got defense PNG, inter- industry represented. Procter and
0: Gamble. So. You know what this is?
1: Tell tell me, this why. Is the, all tell the me lo- why. This
0: is the lobbying think tank.
1: But listen, why? This is the
0: lobbying think tank that is putting together the transition for all of your government.
1: But here's what's here's what's telling you were an, an executive for Procter and Gamble. Why? Why would you do something like this? Right. Why would you consult? You know, we're going to consult and help people do, you know, organize well. Give me a break. You're talking money, 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 money. You don't, you don't leave an executive position, you know, to to be some do good, do gooder consulting firm, unless you're, unless it's about the greenback. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Capturing the value of smart meters. Oh Lord! Beating the odds. Let's see. These are, this is, this is this guy, JC, this guy, this is his writings right here, beating the odds and whatever. We get it. That's just crazy, man. You could do, this is, and this is what research does, right? You, you have to know who these people are.
1: Down the rabbit hole.
0: Now you see who is running your government. How is it? How is this? All of this goes so unseen. How is it that we don't realize? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's paying these people, Heather? We you are. are. We are. We're doing all the paying. That's what you were just saying. They. the OK, so the people that I just showed you, that's why Biden had to be uh, had to have his transition put in place, which is because well once, before
1: the Clinton Bush transition occurred, by the way. Yeah. Still ahead of schedule. Yeah. And notice all the freaking out. No mm-hmm. concession, no transition. has been freaking out for several weeks now. And hardly any any presidential transition has occurred this early ever. And it was a total freak out for weeks on end. Because you you have money already invested. I mean, basically the checks already written, the scripts, yeah. the scripts written, the checks cashed. Let's get this thing moving. That's they're the ones driving it. And you you look at what's all laundered by a nonprofit, a boom boom on Wall Wall Street. This I I just had to laugh at at the reporting today, all this Wall Street, 30,000 and and this thing. And and then the Trump team comes out. They want to you know, they want to go, hey, on the way out, we're great. We did this and all this sort of stuff. Hey, great. whoop de do. But how many people have understood there's two separate economies? Right. That has nothing to do with the regular voters. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. But when you go out, oh, the stock market reached 30,000. Basically, you should report, hey, all the billionaires that are pulling the strings in every aspect of your life and controlling your freaking government. The guys who own your representatives, they made a lot of money today. How about you? How's an unemployment check doing for you? That's how they should report that. Oh, the uh, Wall Street's at record, record highs. Who freaking cares? this This is what the record numbers of Wall Street has enabled this freaking globalist class that actually run the Marxist system, that advocate the Marxism, that actually run all of this stuff, all these billionaire corporatists who own your freaking government. There's not a single person you elect that works for you. That's the one reason that they're ticked off At Donald Trump, he came in with this messaging of throw these people out. Now, some people say, well, he's one of them or whatever, but he came in with this populist message telling the people we're going to take it back and put it in the hands of the people. Whether he's sincere, he's one of them, not one, it doesn't matter. That's what his message was, and they hated him for the message. That's why you have this going on. It's not that Donald Trump was a threat directly to the Democrat Party. Donald Trump's messaging was a threat to the globalist billionaires who have bought and paid for
0: this country. And you wonder now, or you should no longer wonder now, why Walmart, Costco, Kohl's, and all the big corporations get to keep their businesses they open, open during COVID mom and, pop and mom and pop close. Because Wall Street, boom, that's why. Same people. The same people that are shutting down your business, the same people that are shutting down your life by stealing your business of your property that you work for, that your family built, that your family's built for generations. The same people that are shutting them down are the same people that are profiting by the loss of competition from mom and pop. Not only that, the loss of competition, but the gain of property. because now they can actually plunder the property of Mom and Pop for pennies on the dollar. like vultures standing over a carcass with absolutely no moral inclination, no more no moral restraint whatsoever. just wicked, wicked, greed and you and a transfer of wealth happens in communism by the way jc but it's not from the rich to the poor it's from the worker to the rich man and that's what you're seeing right now that's why they want to scare you into shutting down your businesses so the gyms have to close unless your fitness you know whatever that Big corporate fitness. What is that? Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness got to stay open in California, but every mom and pop had to close because it's all about corporate power. And I, and, and this is not, by the way, this is not an anti-capitalist message. Well,
1: that's why I don't even like using the word rich, right? Because you can, you can be, you can be wealthy, you can be well off and yeah. not be one of these corporatists, these Absolutely. global corporatists. It, I mean, it's it's Globalists. the robber baron. It's the new Rockefellers. Here, here's the thing. When you look back in the history of, of Rockefeller history, you look at the what they called the robber barons. It was a handful of guys, right? It was a handful of these industrial and globalist, industrialist, corporatists, mm-hmm. basically controlling government. Uh, you know the difference today? The difference is simply that there are more of them. That's yeah. that's really the difference. They're just more Rockefellers. That that's all. Back then, it was only a handful. It was it was the Rothschild, Morgan, Carnegie, Rockefeller. These guys that just just a small handful uh, where all the wealth on the planet was consolidated in their hands. We've just broadened that class of people. So now you have the Zuckerbergs. Now you have uh, Jack Dorsey and all these billionaires that basically have walked into DC. And bought the government, bought your representatives, very few of them work for you.
0: And apparently, they also plant people through a company called BCG that transitions. All of those companies are represented in those transitions. And Mickey is
1: is correct. And that's the point. This is not free market capitalism. Right. This is more cronyist, Mm -hmm. unethical, slimy corrupt greed as mm-hmm. at its highest level right and so it's it's not and that's the thing and that's where that's how these same people use the useful idiots to target the morons coming out of college and say oh this is capitalism this see what capitalism does no it's not cuz cuz there there's actually i mean I, I don't even know what the percentage would be how much free market capitalism has actually been in operation in america in the last 50 years very little of it very little
0: well how can you have free market capitalism when the government regulates our businesses to death anyway you can't if you can't hey
1: no and if you're if you bought the regulators yeah then it's regulated to your benefit
0: well you buy the regulators during the transition team of course it's right there they just told you they told you we help the transition team with the executives. Look, no. and Dana likes the T-shirt. My T-shirt, "Make Liberty Great Again."
1: You do, can- you, do you know when I tried to advertise that T-shirt
0: uh-huh. on
1: Facebook and Instagram, it was banned.
0: This T-shirt was banned that on Instagram. T-shirt was banned. Oh well, they, let me show they would you. Not
1: let me advertise that T-shirt on uh facebook and and well
0: you can get this t-shirt at godgunsliberty.com i actually had this pulled up here jc because i like this t-shirt you did something this is the liberty first university t-shirt but jc yeah but jc did something really cool to the back to the back of this uh liberty first university t-shirt which is the long sleeve version it says constitution a contract delineating the extent of the people's consent anything beyond the contract is without consent.
1: I just tried to grab a couple quotes I heard. I've heard you say.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. And that's so awesome. So I that's I, on the liberty first yeah. thing. And what else you got over there?
1: Uh, there was another one that I did with, with uh, trying to grab one of your quotes um, somewhere in here. I'll have to track it down. But uh, you can
0: get the shirt that if you. Oh, yeah. you can get the shirt that I'm wearing in uh, long sleeve.
1: Mm, maybe I didn't look. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can get the shirt that I'm wearing in long sleeve as well right here. Yeah,
1: long and short sleeve.
0: Long sleeve and short sleeve. Can you believe blueprint. that? Was banned? This is the back of it by the way. Uh life liberty property due process and self defense.
1: What do you what do you suppose Facebook hates about that shirt?
0: Uh
1: other than everything.
0: The we, the people?
1: <laughs> I I don't understand it. Uh, like their policies was see. about politics and something I mean.
0: Yeah. It's not political.
1: No. So there you go.
0: So the AI you, actually read the t shirt?
1: I no, a human being. I I filed their little thing and Facebook people, human beings, said. I mean, if you want to call them human, but they said no go.
0: Oh, so you had to like file a paper to say, yeah. Will you add let me add this? Yeah. advertise this.
1: They said no. And they said I no. mean I've had advertised many shirts. Yeah and so that was banned. So if you want you you want a shirt that Facebook hates, I guess it's like you know the sunshine to a vampire. I, I don't I don't even get it.
0: Godgunsliberty.com. That's It's crazy. Yes. Godgunsliberty.com that is correct. Midnoff. Okay, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Pennsylvania State Legislators held a hearing on election issues and irregularities and i pulled some clips from this that i want to share with you that i thought were particularly amazing so i want to pull that video up for you guys so that you can see it and we're going to we're going to watch some of this video and cuz it's it's a it's like a 3 hour thing but i wanted to show you just parts of it
2: i have frequently reminded the students in the college classes which i have taught as well as more recently our own governor, that senators and representatives and governors are not kings, we're not judges, we're not dictators. We are agents of public opinion, elected by the people for a fixed term as lawmakers to provide oversight on behalf of the public, over our government agencies, and of course as lawmakers. We're here today because we have all been receiving massive numbers of phone calls and emails and personal comments when we're out walking our dogs in our neighborhoods about the conduct of this election. My office has received a record number of contacts over 25,000 phone calls and emails as of yesterday. We all know that Pennsylvania's secretary of the Commonwealth changed the guidance to election officials the day before the November 3rd election which added a completely new element of doubt to our process. Issues that should have been resolved by the legislature as recommended by supreme court max justice max Baer, were instead carried out by the secretary without the approval of the senator of the house this committee held a similar event in january of 2020 on recent changes to our state's election laws at that time the secretary of the commonwealth assured us that this process would be carried out smoothly the large number of complaints which we have received from our constituents tells us a very different story. That's why we're here today, again, as agents of public opinion. Senator Mastriano and his staff have assembled a number of witnesses who will share their experiences with us regarding the conduct of this year's election. Uh, We look forward to listening to that testimony.
0: So, JC, there are some there's some really awesome testimony that comes up here. In support. Uh, I, I wanted to play that part because I wanted the people to see that these senators, this is a whole Senate committee. uh the they're, they're by his testimony. They're being accosted in the street while they're walking the dogs. You know, you guys have got to do something about this. And in Pennsylvania, I don't think the media is showing people, no. but they're trying to do something these are the senators the state senators of Pennsylvania now this is uh Mastriano he he, he gives some amazing testimony i broke it up but we're going to listen to it
3: reporting this here and welcome everybody to this most most historic occasion and this most historic town and what happened here in 1863 I think today we're going to see a turning of the tide because we have not really heard the truth of the arguments made on the other side on what happened and we're dealing with a government and leadership in Harrisburg that wants to close their ears to what's happened during this election and sadly many in the media that are complicit and want to write off what happened
0: so the media being complicit is
3: at stake and what happened there?
0: Did you see that? The media is mm-hmm. complicit. Sure. These guys, M- Mastriano is going to call him. out everybody.
3: Everything. The Republic is at stake. This is no game for us. And for any veteran in this room here who wore the uniforms, such as Brigadier General Scott Perry. Thank you for being here, sir. Um, uh, put their lives on the line here fighting for a country and to see that there is a yep. group in this state and They're country born. willing to throw away our valuable and precious freedoms here for power. Despite pleas from our citizens, the governor refuses to even consider that there was any shenanigans in the elections here in our state. A state of 13 million people, and he wants a discount because his guy won that nothing bad happened. And that's just unacceptable. If there's any hint of fraud out there, we need to investigate. Any governor serving the people, this commonwealth, would put aside his petty politics, would put aside his petty politics and find out the truth if anyone was defrauded. And
0: do you catch that, JC? Because here's the thing. Why wouldn't anybody want to know if there's fraud? Right. And that's what he's saying. Look, we're not, this is not a partisan thing. This is a people thing. And you've got the governor of Pennsylvania refusing to acknowledge anything, even though you've got tens of thousands of people living in Pennsylvania saying, wait a minute, something's wrong.
3: At this point here, he's unwilling to do that. Let me point out some hard facts here. Uh, We are in Adams County named after our second president. John Adams, who famously said, facts are stubborn things. Let me lay out several of these inconvenient truths, as Al Gore would have us think. There have been many allegations of uh, voting law violations across the state, and a governor serving the people would have to move heaven and earth to ensure no one was defrauded. But yet he's not moved to action. And even his secretary of state, of course, says that, that there was no shenanigans of great concern. And uh, I'll remind everyone that I was a no vote on the on confirmation of Kathleen Bookbar four times that I interacted with her. I asked her, why are elections in Afghanistan more secure than in Pennsylvania? And she sat there and blinked and couldn't give me a straight answer. That, that, that elections are more safe and secure in a war-torn country, devastated by conflict since 1979. Uh, what is going on here? The place where this all started in 1776 and we can't get an election right? you got to be kidding me here. And so as a result of her inaction, the governor's inaction, refusal to even look into any of the allegations and to discount the the very essential freedoms of our our citizens, we are here today to try to find out what the heck happened in the election. You know, and likewise, our attorney general, our senior law enforcement official here, you know, instead of being focused on making sure things are lined up in in kosher, Before one vote was counted in Pennsylvania, the day before the election declared Biden the winner. I mean, there's nothing to see here.
0: Can you believe that? What if somebody what if a, a an attorney general of the state of Florida declared Donald Trump the winner of the state of Florida before the election even took place?
3: Could you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot, would the media be so gracious and merciful and kind? if It was a Republican. (laughs) Absolutely not. And so Houston, we have a problem here. And then, of course, we have a Supreme Court that rewrote election law. You know, act 77 has been painted as the villain. Okay, we could debate that. But the real problem was, is when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decided they're going to write legislation and rewrite our law, right? And because of that, obviously, Pennsylvania, we got a lot of problems there. And that opened a door to all the shenanigans and abuses and folly that we're dealing with here in in the state this day.
0: What's what's interesting, JC, is the problem is throughout history. We have seen this in the study that I do on the U.S. Constitution that goes back to 1014. When government becomes fully corrupt, it's when the judiciary combines with either the legislative or the executive or both. And that's what you have here. You have the Pennsylvania judiciary writing law.
3: As a result of the inability of our executive branch to do their job, we're stepping in here. We're co-equal members and we're going to do our job. We're looking for transparency and truth. There's going to be no grandstanding here. We're after facts.
0: Why isn't every state legislature taking that into consideration that they have a check and balance duty on these governors?
3: And we're gonna have a good layout here. of What happened? And you're gonna to have to decide good people of Pennsylvania on what happened and whether there's a strong case we made or not. You know, the forgotten men and women are our, our great state feel betrayed by their government and I'm with them. I feel the betrayal as well. So we undertake these proceedings today to find out what happened. And then hopefully have come up with an approach where that never happens again. And the issues are galore. You're going to hear about poll watchers being denied access, where election software vendors refuse to testify. Oh.
0: Sorry, guys. I don't know what just happened. Anyway, he's he goes in to talk about how poll watchers are taking uh, poll watchers were bullied. Poll watchers were taking over the election and all of this stuff. And this is a three hour test uh, uh, hearing in which Giuliani speaks, where they see lots and lots of different uh, material and evidence that the that the election itself was bad. With the machines, with everything, you know, I mean, the whole thing is just absolutely absolutely crazy i'll go ahead and go ahead jc
1: no i was gonna say where do you find this
0: i just put the link into the chat room there uh i will put it in the show notes when we're done but this is uh this is i'll put this up here
1: right side broadcasting network
0: right side broadcasting network pennsylvania state legislature holds public hearing on 2020 election and so um there you have it right there. We'll, uh, let me go ahead and copy that, and I'll put that that better one in there. I don't think I did that right. But I will go ahead and make sure I put that in the show notes. There, that's the smaller one. Everybody will appreciate that one better. But uh, I don't know if you can click on that and link that. But what's amazing, now Now what I gave you, JC, were, were clips that I had pulled out. So you're not going to see it in the same order sure. that I gave you, but these were clips that I pulled out. He actually, he, he actually uh, quotes scripture in there, which was was pretty incredible to me. He uh, talks about uh,
1: well, what's interesting is that, tr- <laughs> is that Trump's not on his own. You know, it's not yeah. just because they try to make it out what I've been seeing is, you know, this guy's ego and. All that kind of thing. Right. Uh, You know, again, they try to make everything about Trump.
0: Well, you notice he didn't mention Trump the entire time. Right. And nobody mentions Trump. It's all about the integrity of the election. Should they? Because in reality, J.C., on the state level, voter fraud is not just a Trump problem. Mm -hmm. We have lots of local candidates. Right. Lots of state level candidates that fell prey to this voter fraud. Right,
1: one completely flipped in Michigan.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's not about Trump, guys. This is not a Trump thing. This no. is an integrity of the elections thing. And I wanted you to see that the the senators of Pennsylvania have come together and are, are holding this hearing. Look at all, the, all of these senators and then the mayor. Uh, A mayor comes and some other people that are are uh, the mayor sits right there. He comes in later and sits right there. And there's some more politicians that come in along the way. And then you have Giuliani who comes in and testifies and you have Mm -hmm. lots of testimony that's given, JC, that talks about this voter fraud. It's not just simply a voter fraud thing either. It's absolutely a an issue of the integrity of the election as a whole. It's just it's just absolutely, absolutely crazy. And what's what's even crazier, JC, is the level at which the the evidence exists. You know, this is the the media continually calls this a conspiracy theory
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when the evidence is so far you know. If you're talking about evidentiary issues from a legal perspective, the bottom level is is evidence that is circumstantial, right? You have to add circumstantial evidence to create real hard evidence. This is not circumstantial evidence. They present hard evidence, direct testimonies of eyewitnesses watching just crazy, crazy stuff happening. And yet in the media, it's just simply, uh, it's it's simply stuff that's uh, uh uh what what is it uh conspiracy theory, it's uh non uh not 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 confirmable. If you try to, if you try to post it on YouTube or some social media, you'll be fact checked. I mean, seriously, I wonder what would happen if you actually posted this video on one of the social medias? Would they fact check the fact that the senators of Pennsylvania had a hearing in which they took testimony of people who are absolutely eyewitness first original source to the problems with this election? And how could a court Yeah, they'll keep. Look at this. How could a court look at this and and not see? See, this is where the people who know. The educated people who still have faith that that Donald Trump is going to be declared the winner because they know the level of of misconduct, right? So the bottom line will be this, JC. Where, number one, do our courts lie? And where number two do the people lie? Where where do the people sit when the courts actually do the wrong thing? I I believe at the end of the day that's going to be the yeah. question. Well, they already have, and that's where do what's we go motivating
1: with motivating the senators yeah. here?
0: Right, exactly, exactly. That's
1: where it all started.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Spend time with your family. Love on them. We are going to be, we are taking tomorrow off. We will not be here tomorrow. We will do a rebroadcast tomorrow. So join us if you are looking to get away from the liberal family members who are driving you nuts. <laughs> Chasey, we're not going to be sitting with liberal family members this year. So uh, if you need a break, you can always find us at uh, chrisanhall.com. You can find us at YouTube, uh, remember... Gift giving holidays are approaching, whether they be birthdays or some other thing. Go to GodGunsLiberty.com and get your Make Liberty Great Again t shirt. Thank you guys for joining us. God bless. <laughs>